My record is 10 wins and one loss with You Can't Beat Jack. It's a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown. You can play with yourself during this episode. Plus, we have a Brit that will join us during segment two as our palace correspondent. And we're not going to rehash stuff from Sunday. Brand new conversations after Oprah's primetime with Harry and Meghan. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I The bread that we had the other day was called uh, from Ethiopia. Mm, okay. Follow back up on that. I had someone reach out to me and tell me. It's called, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but it's injera bread. Injera bread. And if you look it up on the, um, on the Google, on okay. the goggle, if you put a goggle on it, then you'll see that it looks almost like an ace bandage that I wasn't kidding. Because she was like, oh my gosh, I've never heard it described that way, but you're 100% right. But what I want to talk about is we are sitting here on Thursday, and yesterday was little Charlotte Ann's birthday. She turned 15, and one of her presents, as you know, we have a spring-free trampoline in our backyard that has been there since... They first released released spring-free trampoline. So I would say over... It's definitely out of warranty, let's just say that. 11 years. So all she wanted... Is it a 10-year warranty? Yes. All she wanted was to have this trampoline fixed. Resprung. Resprung, shored up, whatever it needed. I really don't know what all it needs. And it looks like, it looks, it's in great shape, but I think it just needs to be like... Well, some of the springs have sprung. Yeah. So I'm like, I called them and I'm not even going to go into that customer service conversation, but it was like, this was my favorite part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's jumping during the pandemic. I said, jumping for joy or just what? He's like jumping on trampolines, ma'am. So we can't keep our product in and you you need to take pictures and tell me what pieces you need and we'll send them to you. Now here's where, here's where it gets good. And maybe your husband yeah. could put the pieces on and fix the trampoline. I said, you don't know my husband, so that's not going to happen. And I don't even know where to start. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Maybe not with that line. Well, but I'm just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, you feel bad when someone asks for something like that small. She didn't want a new trampoline. She just wanted the old trampoline. But they want to sell you a trampoline, and that's why they're telling you the parts aren't available. Have your husband do it. So I basically hung up on him. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So fast forward. Bless you, Carl. So fast forward to the fact that in the store that I work in, I had this wonderful guy. And his name was Pedro, but he call, he told me to call him PP because he had a last name that started with a P. <laughs> okay. Stop. What? No, so no. anyways, so he came in and hung <laughs> our flat screen TV in the store and he did a fabulous job. And he's, t- he's, he's like, a, he's kind of like cat. Does he work for the corporate company? No, 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 no. Not your corporate company, but the- he works for TaskRabbit. <laughs> okay. I digress. So PP well, works stop. for time. No, what? you hired him off of TaskRabbit? <laughs> to hang a flat screen. I was told that. No. I wasn't. No, he brought the TV up, but he didn't hang it. We didn't have anyone to hang right. the TV. Okay. Someone from corporate brought the TV up, but we didn't have anyone to hang it. So I called TaskRabbit. Pedro, with the last name P, who told me to call him PP, yeah, showed up, and he hung the TV. He did a great job. So I said, do you, like... Is this Respring what? trampolines? No, I said... In your spare time? I, Where's this going? Said, what, Let's land this plane. I said, well, do you do, what do you do for your regular job? And do you just do, you know, this type of work? And he said, I can fix... Anything. I bet he can. <laughs> PP. I bet PP can. <laughs> so it just hit me yesterday. I'm going to reach out to PP and All right, see, where are we? see if he could. He's coming over. He's coming so over. PP is Pedro. Call me PP. He's going to have her home address. He's, yeah. So he's coming over and he's like, when? 
I think he's coming Friday. He's going to, and it got a little confusing because I said, do you want to just assess, like assess the trampoline? And he didn't, he was like, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to look it over. And I'm like, you're going to assess it. It was like this whole thing, like who's on first. But anyways, PP's showing up. He's going to look at the trampoline. And I think maybe it just needs to be pushed back down into the yard or something. I don't know. There are springs that, that are no longer in the holes where they're supposed to be. He's going to look it over. And then I don't All know right. where you get used trampoline parts, but he's got it under control. <laughs> like if I tuned into this podcast for the first time and just heard that story alone, I would listen to the next episode just to find out what the hell happened. Well, stay tuned. And I'm very curious myself stay as tuned. to what's going to happen. What's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm going to end it on this. Okay. He said, if you can't, because I said, are you going to have a hard time finding trampoline parts? And he said, we're going to make do. So I don't know <laughs> if she's gonna be if she's gonna be bouncing and like it's gonna be like like a what's it called a slinky or something maybe he's gonna use a like if we're missing springs is he gonna insert a slinky but here's what I do know he he also told me it would not cost more than hundred and fifty dollars I'm all about that and I said does he speak English oh yes okay. he's wonderful I said you're my man PP all right yep there you go. Well, sorry, you're adding to the Donna and Caddy Spotify hype something. Well, in order of all this Brit talk, I am adding Killer Queen by Queen. That was written by Freddie Mercury. Love, love that. Remember when the movie came out like recently again and it was just like they were so back on the map, Queen? You know, and Adam Lambert, you know, is the lead singer, the new lead singer of Queen. Kind of like new old. From it? Idol, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay what about you? Uh, Sugarland. Oh. I was going back and forth with Christian Bush on, on social media. In the past day. Um, so we're going to do something more. Love that. By Sugarland. I want to pull up the tweet that he did here real quick. I don't know. Do I need to start clogging? <laughs> no. No, please. I mean, I'll, anytime I'll there's a Anytime the, there's a lull in the show, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start bringing my tap shoes. Actually, I think I'll just wear them. And then that way I'm ready whenever, whenever you need me. He tweeted a picture of a marquee. That said, I'm that song you skipped and found out later it was fire. Oh, I love that. He's so cool. And he said, this is me. Isn't that so true that there are those songs? And I just said to yeah. him, I said, uh, I said, with UKB, most have been fire from first listen. Hope you're doing well. We went back and forth had a conversation. So He's a great guy. Sherlyn, great guy. As is Jennifer Nettles. So we'll add those both. If you're listening on Upload Day, thank you for that. Today's Thursday, March 11th. And it was one year ago today that the WHO, the World Health Organization, declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. Big anniversary. Yeah. You think people will celebrate that years no, to come? I, I, no, but it's certainly... Like burn their masks. Listen, it's going to be a Jeopardy question. Yeah. It's going to be a Trivial Pursuit question. And every year, you know how every year pops up like this day in history? Yeah. You know, and often it's like the dude that invented, you know, invented the fire hydrant was born today. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, shit, they're just like, why? Why do I need to know that? Or like Cadillac Jack Day okay. in the city. Um, I think that this, yeah, this will be something for textbooks and... The newspaper peak, the newspaper folks. Do you know when your day is? In history. I don't. I don't. It's in March. The Centers for Disease Control finally, finally have said, you know what? You can you can hug your grandkids if you have been vaccinated and then waited for two weeks. That's what they're asking for. And this is the director. Read ahead and tell me who she is. Is find the clip, Don. Her name is I don't know what it is, but I don't know. From the Linda. Walenska. Walenski is her last name. From the Centers for Disease Control. Can you not read the Russian? Yes, I am Linda. Walensky. Is her name Linda for real? I don't know. Dr. Rochelle Walensky. CDC recommends that fully vaccinated people 
can visit with other fully vaccinated people in small gatherings indoors without wearing masks or physical distancing. CDC recommends that fully vaccinated people can visit with unvaccinated people from one other household indoors without wearing masks or physical distancing as long as the unvaccinated people and any unvaccinated members of their household are not at high risk for severe COVID-19 disease. Okay, what, there you have it. All right. What in the hell is Linda talking about? Like, can we, does, what is it? It's like one of these things doesn't belong. So can we, okay, Nan and Al have been vaccinated. We have not yet been vaccinated. Doesn't matter. We can hug them? After, two, after they've been vaccinated fully for two weeks, yes. But so does that override the governor opening the state, opening up nursing home, assisted living? Like, how, where does this fall in? Figure out your program and work it. Well, you know, I'm trying to work a program, but right. I don't I know. talked to my dad today. He got a second shot on uh, Friday. And I said, any any sort of, you know, how you feeling? And he said, nothing. Nothing at all. I was fine. And they did the two-shot Pfizer one. And there have been some some sneezes and things with certain people that have gotten that second one. You know, including your mama and Mr. Allen. Well, I've told you, like, I was just kind of looking around you know, creeping around on the Kroger and the CVS website to see like if they who they've opened it up for. And like these slots go quickly. And I was telling you, it reminded me when I was growing up. And like, if we want like we wanted front row tickets for Adamant, we would not buy our tickets at our local Turtles. We would go to a Turtles way, uh, way yes. far away. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where nobody was going to buy tickets so that we could get the front row tickets. So I don't know, like, when I kept putting it in, I'm like, because I just wanted to see what was even available, like within five miles, no shots available, 10 miles, no shots available. But if you go 100 miles and you're willing to drive to Savannah, you can get it. Is that you, though? Are you willing to do something like that? If I can hug my mother and Al, yeah, I'm good. They've been vaccinated, Donna. You could go there today and hug them. They won't let me. Okay, we got time. That, well, that's a whole other story, and we're yeah. gonna, we don't have time for that segment. Maybe a future podcast. But let, let, the, let the old people out. Let them out. Let them out and live their lives. We had a conversation with Mister Al. He's had if, it. If you're new to the podcast, Mister Al is your mother Nana's 101 year old boyfriend. This man served in World War Freaking Two. This man survived the 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 whatever Great pandemic. The, the Spanish fly people are. Okay. Whatever. There's no Spanish fly. The Great was, Depression. What was it? But here's the thing. He's getting more and more amped up. Like As he should be. Two days ago when I talked to him, he said, I've had it. I've had it. I'm, I'm coming out of this place. I want a margarita. He's not kidding. Okay. He's ready. I want to I want to spend some time on just a couple of things real quick. And then we have a round of You Can't Be Jack on the way. 22nd Pop Culture Trivia Showdown and our palace correspondent. Not to rehash what we already all know, but to some new stuff and, and from a Brit's perspective about everything that's going on with the royal family. Um, I, I've given up on the Jeep wave. I just want to publicly okay. let you know that. All right. Because there, there's there's the the possibility you're going to be rejected. And all I right. just can't take that. Is it time for you in the Hertz program to get a new car? Uh-huh. A different car? Well, the, actually, I know we need to do that commercial. But that's not yeah. where this is going. Okay. We live in the area of four-way stops in Milton, Georgia, in, in, in roundabouts, Okay. People need to pay attention at a four-way stop because on the way here today to the Apple Media Group and Apple Podcast Network, I had to get out of my car and direct traffic at a four-way because pe- pe- nobody's moving. It's like someone go. Someone go now. Yeah. And so you have to get out there and, and lead people through like it's a second-grade rope line on a field trip to the, the Georgia Aquarium or something. I have a problem with that too, though. You know I do. With keeping up, whose turn it is to go to four-way? Yes, because if you weren't paying attention, who got there first? Who's on first? Who's who's next? Is it to the left, to the right? Somebody just go. I don't know the law, but somebody just take it, take control. 
and go. I think the easiest thing to do would be just not stop. Just keep going. You, well, know you I mean? can't do that, Donna. You yeah. can't do that. Also, on the way here today, there was a woman. She was in a Buick, and she had, like, you could see the top of her head. So she's a, a golden roller or blue hair or whatever you want to call it. Elderly. <laughs> There's a trash truck on the other side, in the other lane, coming in the opposite direction. And she stops like it's an ambulance. Well, or a school bus or something. Well, whatever. Yeah. But she stops for a trash truck. As they bring the the neighbor, this person's cans and oh. the fork over the top of the trash can and dump them. Yeah. She stops. I had to get out of my car again. What'd you do to her? I said, ma'am, do you hear sirens? Do you see lights? You probably couldn't hear or, or see either, which mm. is maybe the problem to begin with. Speaking of trash cans, how early is it? How early is too early to bring your trash cans down before the next day trash pickup? Are you an, well, I know the answer to this because I live with you. Are you, but are most people an early roller or a late, like, or do you? I'm a late roller. Get them midnight. down there the last midnight. minute. And it may be midnight the day after they dump the trash before I get back down to bring it back up. I know. The we neighbors. know people though. I appreciate that. That, that. that are early rollers and roll theirs down at 10 a.m. the day before the, the trash comes. Trash Stop. I've been now. so mad when, when nobody will take them down that I've thought I'd just like pushing them and just letting them go because we have a big hill just seeing where they land i just wanted to clear some things up there well that's good okay all right here's like how it little, works um that's like a little grab bag yeah mm-hmm. brown bag mm-hmm. here's how it works you subscribe at hertz.com slash my car you schedule your first pickup after you join the subscription program and 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 tell them what vehicle you want whether it's an suv a truck or a sedan and number three drive away and that's it basically that's how easy it is uh, and you can exchange your vehicle at no extra charge up to twice per month. Or I, I can, I'm part of the program. I can speak to this program and, and the uh, flexibility and the, um, the ease of the program. No worries too. I mean, but you no, can keep your car if you want, as long as you want. Yeah, absolutely. No worries about car repairs. Car repair bills um, are one of the things that people say they lose sleep over. Well, they're so unpredictable. Because they are unpredictable. And right now people do not have a lot of money saved up. You know, money is tight for everyone. So, People are deathly afraid of walking outside and what's going to happen. My car's not going to start. And then is it going to be a small thing or is it going to be like a really big thing? You don't have to worry about that if you're part of the Hertz My Car program. Your car is always going to work. It's always going to be reliable. And if it's not, for whatever reason, they're going to flip you out of it and put you into a new car. There are three all-inclusive subscription tiers, starting as low as $5.99 per month. Now, that includes uh, a, a variety of vehicles plus maintenance, built-in insurance, and premium roadside assistance. As low as five ninety nine per month. Uh, there's a a two fifty two hundred fifty dollar one time enrollment fee, but that's nothing compared to the huge down payment. Um, you're gonna have to to pony up when you lease and when you buy. Message us about questions that you have, because we're part of the program. This is the smart alternative to owning or leasing, and Hertz offers me the right car right where I need it. And uh, it's a national program. Pick up at over uh, two thousand Hertz U.S. corporate neighborhood or airport locations. Hertz.com. H e r t z. dot com. Slash my car. We're going to get no credit for this. But you've heard us talking about Dinner Affair. They've been a partner of this podcast since we first began. Um, I noticed on the menu when I ordered for next month for us earlier today that there's uh, there's a three dinner package. It's called Try It Dinners. Serves two to three people at 69 bucks. You can't use the Caddy Reset 2021 promo code to get $30 off of that one. You just can't. Uh, but 69 bucks, you've heard us talking about it. Maybe you've been on the fence. Maybe you've been like, you know what? Sounds like a great program. 
So what you could do to help us out is in your notes where you normally put uh, like, no onions or peppers. Just put caddy. Right. Caddy. <laughs> caddy told me to do it. Caddy told me to do it. Just if you want to try it out. Yeah. It's There's a great no contract. Uh, money back guarantee. But that's the try it dinner two to three person package for six done bucks. And you go to the website just like I did earlier today. Dinneraffair.com. And you select the meals. Uh, there are 15 new meals every single month. And the ones that you want delivered. I could have taken a delivery fee, a delivery time rather, delivery window uh, in a day and a half. I chose a little later in the week because we're getting it delivered and, and there's no contact and they come with fried uh, fried rice. They come with uh, dried eyes. Mm. And fried rice, if you order that. Certain ones, yes. Also, we've had a lot of people that, <laughs> a lot of people have asked us, um, you know, if, if they're good to give as presents and gifts, and they are, this is one of the best gifts you can give to someone. You just give them a virtual gift card and then they can go in and pick all of their dinners um, and, and have the control themselves. But it's a great gift if someone's had a baby, if someone's been in the hospital, if something's happened. I mean, the worst part about that is, you know, usually when something happens, people take over food. And with everything that's going on right now in the world, sometimes you can't do that. So it's a great way to show someone that you're thinking about them and you care, but they also have the control to still order their own food. And they're going to get hooked on it, I guarantee you. Promo code for $30 off your first order is Caddy. C-A-D-D-Y, Reset 2021 at DinnerAffair.com, DinnerAFARE.com. Our palace correspondent talking all things um, from the firm and the organization, which I want to get some clarification about what exactly that is. Welcome to the My Second Act podcast, Sir Upton Snodsbury. Who? Our British correspondent. Where'd we find him? Down the street in the neighborhood. We have a British correspondent? (laughs) Um. How long you you were born and raised in outside of London, right? Yeah, I was um, born in 1963, so I spent most of my formative years um, up until 19 living um, in England at boarding school. Um, pilot, uh, dad was a pilot in the air force, so but uh, moved to California, spent eight years there, but then back to England, lived in Henley on Thames uh, for another. 10 years and then moved back here in in 2003 and he was a rower did you know that i did he was a rower rower how do you say that brit Brit speak i was a rower a rower this is how this happened i'm sitting at the kitchen table donna walks in you'd gone somewhere you're coming back home you're on the phone with one of your best friends and her husband oh that's the genesis of this i figured it was what are you talking about and so you guys were talking on speaker about Oprah and Megan and Harry. And it was a, it was a very good conversation. I was eavesdropping. It was a very good conversation to get. Oh, you were, were you? You were on speaker to get the opinion from a Brit about what was said and and what we all saw. And so you guys wrapped up your conversation and said goodbyes and hung up. And I looked at you and I said, why, why wouldn't we have on the podcast? And so we called you back and we talked to you and we said, listen, we just want to have a conversation with you about uh, Oprah and, and, and Harry and Meghan and what was said and just kind of take the temperature from someone who who is is remains very loyal to the royals and the firm and the organization. Let's start right there. What are those two things? The firm you heard you heard Harry and Meghan say yeah you heard him use that, that those two terms a lot during the interview. Yeah, and I did. And to me, the use of the word firm was. I think designed to evoke something a little sinister and a little dark. I mean, the root of the word in England is, you know, typically businesses were called the firm, the firm of 
so-and-so and so-and-so rather than the business of so-and-so. But as time has moved on, you know, people have stopped using that term. But if you kind of follow the, if you like your, the genre of, you know, English gangster movies, they'll use the term the firm a lot. And it means something kind of a bit dark that's family control primarily. So it was interesting that she used those words. Typically, you'd hear people refer to it as the palace said this, the palace did that. The palace did something else, but you know, not not the firm. So I think that was careful choice. Of, my feeling is that was careful choice of words on on her part to evoke this um, sense of kind of darkness, if yeah, you like. It was and and definitely made it like it, it wasn't because you're right. Until you said that, I just thought about that. Like most of the time, you hear it referred to as the palace but it was this like instead of making it a family it was almost like she was trying to make it that it was a business and yeah and even the use of the term the organization i mean you i mean again that's to me those those, those two things they, they kind of invoke the same you know kind of thing you can call it the institution and that's fine because the monarchy is you know an institution that is obviously you know headed by whoever the king or queen is at the time you know, and there's obviously, I mean, you don't need to talk about the history of of that and and what it means. Um, but yeah, the some of the some of the word usage was clearly designed to um, conjure up uh, unpleasant thoughts. I think. Do you think? Or to create this impression that they were battle that they were you know they were battling something. That's that that was my takeaway from it. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you think that they, um, do you think that they were, like, would British people agree or would they, like, would they be okay with the fact that when Harry was doing the interview and he was saying, um, he was talking to a, he was at an event, he said, and he was talking to a member of the British press and he was saying, the member of the British press was saying, no, it's very bigoted. It's very racist. And Harry was saying, no, 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 um, you know, the country or, or Brit British Britons are not uh, Brits are not racist. Um, the press is racist. Do you think like after all this stuff came out last night that the people will sort of not not turn on the monarchy, but be like, yes, it's not us. It's you, you know, you. and the well, I mean, my, the, to me, there's always been kind of two camps because you get the people who are so pro, you know, extremely pro royal family and the royal family can't do anything wrong. But you also have in England, you know, other, you know, a lot of other people who they see the royal family as a waste of time, as something that is just consuming, you know, millions of, you know, pounds a year from the, you know, from your taxes. So I mean, people do fall into two camps. But you got to remember, I mean. I think the royal family and the you know the various entities that help it function. I mean, you know, a lot of those people come from. I don't think it's particularly modern in terms of the people that you know that are doing it and their thinking and stuff like that. It, it's it is stuck, in, I think, in a little bit of a time warp, the which queen, may be part of the problem. The Queen has uh, released a statement. This happened on. Uh, Tuesday, so 48 hours after the Sunday TV sit down. And she says just a couple of 
graphs here. Uh, the issues raised, particularly that one of race, are concerning. Whilst some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Megan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. And that's they get much longer than that, but that's because I think everyone was, was concerned and, and watching to see how you would respond to the, the allegations uh, that there were conversations about this, you know, Archie's skin color when, um, when he was born and any so other. What I, so, I mean, and so one of the interesting things to me about that is I, the, the, you know, obviously that was a key part of the, um, that was the key part of the interview. But overall, I, I'm still struggling to understand the actual purpose behind the interview. What, what was their goal out of, out of doing that? What was the reason? Because, I mean, the fact that they're kind of separating from the royal family, so to speak, that's, that's nothing new. I mean, shit. His, oh, pardon me. Um, it's a podcast. You say whatever you like. You know, his, his uncle did that um, back in 1937. He didn't like the, the royal family. He was king. He didn't like the, the royal lifestyle. He didn't like people telling him what he couldn't do. He didn't like people telling him who, who he could and couldn't marry. So he abdicated. And then he went on his, you know, he married the woman that he wanted to marry, and then he lived his life happily ever after in France. You know, and the queen's sister did the same, did the same thing. So I'm not sure I understand what they were trying to do with, with, with that, you know, with what they did. They could have just gone merrily into the good night um, and, you know, and be done with it was rather it, than, you know, apparently throw, you know, the royal family under the bus. Was it payback, do you think, in, in some form, some of it? Yeah, but what are you getting out of it? I mean, payback for what? Well, for the way that, that she yeah. says, that, that and, and Prince Harry, too, that they were treated by... Um, the press and the death threats and, and, and not just in the press, but from, from Brits in general, what, what was it when they started dating? I mean, the, the, so, so the, the press in England is just merciless, especially when you start looking at the, you know, you're talking about what we call the, you know, the tabloid newspapers. So, you know, the sun, the news of the world, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to have, I mean, they're like TMZ on steroids is what they're like. So, you know, you must have had an, you would have, I mean, Harry would have understood that. I mean, he's, because he's been in front of the press before. I mean, he's been, you know, he knows what that lifestyle is. So, I don't know. It seems to me that, you know, um, Megan should have been better educated on what that was going to be like and had a better appreciation of, of what it was going to be like. This was never going to be quiet. I mean, he knows what it was like with his mother. So all of this stuff, whilst, you know, to me, it's, it's not very nice, but he's been through it already before. So I, I, I'm not sure what he's, I don't know. I'm not sure what the payback is. I mean, I know the, so, you know, the comments that you just referred to about racism, he wouldn't say who it was. Um, but I mean, I don't know, to me, it could have been any number of people in there. 
Well, who do you think it is? Because he came back out, told Oprah to, if you, if you can, but he said, Oprah, if you, if you can help me with this, get this out. It's not my grandmother and not my grandfather. Who do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, it could have been, I mean, so you've got to remember that the, the Royal family is run by, you know, behind the scenes is not like one entity, um, that runs everything. You know, they've got various, like you, I guess you'd call them departments. Um, but I mean, it could have been high ranking people within those, you know, departments, especially the Queen's secretary. There's a there's department that deals with, you know, all the scheduling and stuff like that. Um, and there's some pretty old school people that are, you know, running that with still with very, um, what I would call old school ideas. Um, so, I mean, really it did, uh, it did, it could have come from anywhere and he wouldn't have been in his best interest to say who it was anyway. So I don't know. So what happens from here? Do but, you think? but again, why meant, but again, why, what, again, what was the purpose of mentioning that? I, I still don't understand that. What was the purpose of mentioning that? And talking about it because I other think they to, knew other than to be salacious. I think that they knew well for that reason. I think that they also knew that it would become the lightning rod takeaway for most from the the well, entire interview. I, that and I also yeah, think. Still, what do you get? What do you get? At, still, what do you get out of it? But I, I also I, think that, it, that, it, that, it puts them on blast. That that's the thing about it is if they had just done an interview where they talked about how she struggled mentally, how you know things happened in the tabloids, it would just be an interview. The by saying what they said or what yeah what they actually what they both said about Harry and the skin color, it's now put the palace on blast to where now the queen has to say we're going to look into this we're going to deal with it you know if if it had just been an interview about they were unhappy and they left the monarchy then it would just be that but now they've almost drop something in that has to be yeah but the royal family so you, you, you're never going to hear anything about that i mean it's just not in then uh, you know there may be some very subtle coded stuff that comes out by a trusted um trusted resources um but you know you're never going to get any kind of you know um you know results of it in an internal investigation they're a stoic bunch, those Brits. I, I want to. I want to. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, that's just the way the royal and you know, you. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a member of the royal family for love nor money. I mean, just to live under the microscope the entire time, not be able to do things that you really kind of, you know, you can't decide you're going to pop down to the shops or go out for a pint. Just a do pint. normal things that normal people do. Here in America, I mean, who would want that existence? Here in America, and, and he was born into it, so I kind of, you know, get why he might rebel. But you know, she came into it. Here in America, we know Piers Morgan, or I do through, yeah, you know, I guess CNN a little bit, but Celebrity Apprentice more than anything. Uh, Tuesday morning, oh, it's, it's he, Mr. Trump. Tuesday morning, he was challenged uh, by one of his co-hosts on Good Morning Britain, who really came at him. We have a twenty-six second clip here. Uh, Piers Morgan actually stormed off the set, and uh, ITV, which is like the PBS, I guess, of, yeah. of uh, Britain. Uh, no, ITV is a, is a mainstream. ITV is the same like, as CBS, So like our ABC. ABC. Okay. And so they have said now that the two parties have, have parted ways. Here is the exchange from Tuesday morning. I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. 
Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh, Sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my no, own. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis and we all have to sit there and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. He has the ability to come in here and talk from a position where he doesn't fully understand. OK. And I'm absolutely... I think we need to... I, 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 th I no. think we need to just all I take a break. I have seen it a couple of times, and he literally gets out of his chair and, and, and walks off. Do you know the name Alex... Uh, B-E-R-E-S-F-O-R-D, Sean, who was a co-star with him on that show, Good Morning Britain. And was no, but I channel. saw that little... I did see that little clip. Okay. No, I don't know. So, who, basically, very young. this would be like a... Um, you know, on The View, think Whoopi Goldberg and Meghan McCain. Kind of the same, like, very big personalities yeah. in the country, right? No, my, my question, what, 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 what do Brits think about Piers Morgan? I mean, he's, he's, he's an interesting character because, I mean, he got his start in the tabloids. So, you know, all, all the all the... You know everything that was you know all those things that were talked about in uh, in that interview were you know the tabloid harassment et cetera et cetera. I think his first job that he started was with the Sun, which could well be one of the worst ones of the lot. So you know, and then if you look back, you look through some of the newspapers he's gone to. You know, again, all tabloids. So he clearly is is not afraid of. Um, Making a scene, drawing attention to himself, or maybe yeah, or having you know, or, or necessarily re, you know, reporting stuff that might not be quite, or twisting you know the facts and stuff like that. So, you know, the fact that he jumps up in the middle of his interview and leaves because he doesn't like the way it's being, you know, he's being questioned, that doesn't surprise that that wouldn't surprise me either. You know, if you just look at the, like I say, the newspapers he's been in, the TV shows he's on, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't call him a shock jock because he's not, but. He's certainly very outspoken and opinionated. And, you know, with some people like that, to me, it's not clear whether or not they're saying that because they believe it or, you know, they're trying to generate clickbait. Yeah. All right. Sir Upton Snodsbury is our palace correspondent. We're going to put you on the panel of experts. Here we, have the My Second on Podcast. we have to call on him. We have to call him. We need him. Here's what we're going to do right now. We play a game called You Can't Beat Jack. And it's a twenty second, <laughs> a twenty second pop culture trivia showdown. My record is oh, ten, okay. ten wins and one loss. And so Donna ha has come up with a category. Oh, actually, who picks the questions then? Well, Donna's already done all this in advance, and then she has a category and a test question, and then we're going to see if I can go eleven and one, or if I go ten and two. Is that how that works? Obviously, oh, so telling me it's loaded. Then okay, let's go. Well, it's not at all. Oh, I haven't no, seen no, no. I haven't seen anything at all. I just know that it's somehow related to. The royal interview Sunday well, night. Loosely. Loosely, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, so the question, the category is they said what? Get it? In honor of the royal sit down. All right, so here's the test question. You ready? Well, explain what it is. These are. Well, it's just like these people said what? They're just like, it's just questions. Okay. And yeah, 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 yeah. All right, All right so the test question okay, is, yeah, okay. this is just a test question, Sir Sean. Okay, who said I did not have sexual relations with that woman? Oh, that was Bill Clinton. And did you see, I saw a post that suggested that the dress was supplied by Monica Lewinsky. For, for Megan? Yes. 
What? See how my category came together? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Sorry. Monica Lewinsky. Uh, that was Bill Clinton. Yes. Yeah, it's, only, it's only a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown, Sean. So you've got to answer the question and <laughs> move on when we get underway. And I think we are. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. So, Don, you have a script. You have a script yes. and everything. Here we go. Okay, All right, here 10 we go. Here's one, my 10 script. 10 and 1, current record. Okay, Sean, if you get more questions right than Cadillac Jack, you win. If Cadillac Jack gets more questions right than you, he wins. And remember, all ties go to Cadillac Jack because it's not called You Can't Tie Jack. It's called... What, what? Can't be Jack. Very good, Sean. Okay, so today's... Ca- yes, today's category is They Said What? Now, it's not fair for Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask you, so why don't you ask him in your lovely British voice to leave the studio? Would you mind leaving? All right, I'm stepping out. Literally, I, I do leave. People ask. He is leaving, and he does not know the questions. I mean, you're very smart, Sean. You're going to do fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Caddy is go, out, go. and the 20-second timer will start after I ask the first question. Remember, if you do not know the answer, you can say pass, because the 20-second timer will go fast. Are you ready? Ready I'll ever be. Okay, here we go. Question number one. What famous actor's tagline is, all right, all right, all right? Pass. Question number two. What television show has the famous line, the tribe has spoken? Oh, this is all American, isn't it? Pass. <laughs> Question number three. What <laughs> sport starts Sorry. with gentlemen start your engines? Oh, um, Daytona 500. That is it. Okie dokie. Now, is that right? That third one, the Daytona 500? Was that? Uh oh. What's going on? Well, we'll talk about it. We oh, think. We th- I didn't do very well. We think you're a one. You're going to tell me sure. the answers, though, aren't you? At the end, yes. Okay, you ready, Kenny? Right. Hang on, I'm back. I'm going to put my headphones on. All right. Was that just 20 seconds? That's yes. Longer than that to me. All right. I mean, I hope that they're not like too American. Okay, here we go. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question number one. What famous actor's tagline is, all right, all right, all Matthew right? Matthew McConaughey. Question number two. What television show has the famous line, the tribe has spoken? Uh, Survivor. Question number three. What sport starts with gentlemen? Start your engines. NASCAR. Question number four. This blonde moment was from Jessica Simpson. True or false? Is this chicken or is this fish? I know it's tuna, but it says chicken of the sea. True. That is it. You can't expect Sean to know the NASCAR question, I don't think. Well, I think he kind of got that one right. I thought it was a, I said Daytona He said Daytona I'll give you that one. We count that. I'll okay. Give you that. All right. So it was four to one. No, but I still got one. a royal hosing. It was wow, four to one. Really? Yes, it was four to yes. one. Yes. Sean. Okay. The famous tagline is, all right, all right, all right, from Matthew McConaughey. Tribe is spoken from Survivor. NASCAR is start your gentlemen start your engines. Yes, Jessica Simpson did not know that chicken of the sea was tuna. And number five, what did Donald Trump say in The Apprentice when he let someone go? You're fired. You're fired. Question six: yeah. What is the famous quote Clark Gable as Rhett Butler said from Gone with the Wind? Frankly, me and dear, I don't give a damn. Good job. Good, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Eleven and two. You can get through six questions in twenty seconds. 11 and 2, the record. How about that? Like, Sean is super handy, though. Like, let me just say this. Like, you may have gotten okay. all these questions right, but if your garage door is yeah. stuck halfway up, do not call Or your caddy. bike tire. Or okay. your bike tire. Or you need a bike. Yes. Or you need a ladder. <laughs> or you need a ladder. Or you need just a right. great neighbor. You call Indeed. Sean. All of that. Hey, uh, Sean, thanks for your time very much. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Be well. All right. A couple of uh, notes I want to get to real quick about... Uh, and again, we're not rehashing information. This is new stuff. 17 million people tuned in in America. Uh, 
falls well below Oprah's most watched interview, which was a 90-minute sit-down with who in February of 93? Michael Jackson. Very well done, Donna. Yes. Did you look ahead in the run of show? No, I didn't. Megan wore a diamond bracelet that had previously, during the sit-down, previously belonged to uh, Prince Harry's late mother, Princess Diana. The tennis bracelet that Harry, it's the same bracelet that Harry had previously harvested diamonds for for her engagement ring. I love that. Um, What else do we got here? I wanted to go over the numbers real quick because when watching Sunday night, the the, fun, the, the financial numbers for Megan and Harry, when watching Sunday night, you know, they, they spoke of the Netflix and Spotify deals and I'm like, well, that's what worth maybe $9 million. I just wasn't thinking. You thought it was only worth $9 I million? did. I, I just, I was 9, 10, 11, maybe. How much does security cost? You know? A lot. Uh, you should know that last September, they struck the deal with Netflix. There are, uh, it's a content deal. It's not like there's going to be a Harry and Megan live in Santa Barbara or a reality show. It's not that at all. It's a development deal, basically. Like a flip or flop. One, yes. $100 million. For what, though? For their ideas and their name, basically. Well, my, Again, I thought it was going to be 10 or $11 million. I mean, the three of us have ideas. Spotify. The Spotify deal was done back in December. Uh, they're going to make exclusive podcasts under the Archwell banner, which is the nonprofit that they spoke of Sunday night. Yeah, which we talked about yesterday. And that, that could be some good, you know, they could come out of that some good shows about $25 million deal. Yeah. 25 And then Megan made her first uh, venture capital startup investment is like oat latte soy drinks or something. A company in. called Clever Brands. Love it. Uh, $325,000 for a 30-second ad, and CBS paid $8 million to Harpo, Oprah's production company. Harry and Meghan uh, made nothing. That ought to keep old Harpo going for a while, huh? Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> I posted a photograph on my Instagram account. I was on AskForTheWolfman.com. That's the website for gallery furniture. Ask for the Wolfman, Ask for Donna. And I think we need to rethink some. We've had the same bedroom furniture forever. Yeah. We have since we started living together and got married 20 years ago, basically. Yeah. All right. I saw this beautiful, and I'm not kidding. I saw this beautiful Monte Carlo four piece bedroom set. And I was like, hey, you play like, guess what's the price is right. What's it going to be? I'm thinking, okay, that's 4000 This is beautiful. $4,000. Don, it's $2,098. Yeah. It's amazing. Some of the, some of the prices on, on this amazing furniture that they have. And you're right. It's a big poster bed. King There's or queen? so many people like us who, you know what? You redo your kids' rooms, which we did. I bet we have redone every one of the kids' rooms four times over. From like when they were little to then when, you know, like babies and then toddlers and then, but you really don't do your own room a lot because you're so busy doing everything else in the house. So if you are in that situation, same as us, it's a great time, a great weekend to pop over um, and see Donna and them because they have so many great beds, bedroom sets. And we've talked about this before. You don't have to get like every single piece matchy matchy. You can go through and um, pick out rugs and pick out lamps and different things. Shop now, pay later. You can also take it home today. 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom, gallery furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Uh, local business, Don is going to work with you uh, for financing if you need some help there. Uh, Monarch table and chairs, plus a bench, six chairs, 849 is the price. Tons of bedding option. Recliners, they got them. I mean, stacked up like Jets at Hartsfield, gallery furniture, recliners starting at 299 Ask for the Wolfman.com, gallery furniture, Gainesville. We have been putting off discussing the Uncourt concert series for this year just because we haven't had time in, in, in recent episodes. And we need to mention it now because tickets have been on sale for two days and, and, and a third are gone. Uh, socially distanced show. You may recall that last year, Don and I partnered with Jody Jackson, who is an iconic uh, national manager, artist manager and, and a concert promoter and producer. And my former prom date. That. Y'all went to Campbell High School and prom yes. together in Smyrna. 
um, we decided that it was time for the return of live music. So we did two test shows back one in November, one in December at Painted Horse Winery and Vineyards in Milton, Georgia, which is about 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. And it's a beautiful 22 acre working farm and winery. And we thought this is it. And, and, and so things went very well in November and December. And the reaction was, I want to continue hearing live music with the Encore Concert Series. So we have booked nine shows for the year. The first is Saturday, April the 10th. And Jeffrey Steele Amazing. is the artist. Jeffrey has never played Atlanta and not sold out. And these are singer-songwriter shows on, on the 10th of April. So you'll hear the story behind the songs and hear them the way that Jeffrey wrote them. Um, I'm going to rattle off a list that is just a sample of the songs that Jeffrey Steele had hand in writing. The Cowboy and Me and Shotgun Rider for Tim McGraw, Raise Him Up for Keith Urban, Knee Deep, Zach Brown Band with Jimmy Buffett, Hits from Rascal Flatts, What Hurts the Most, My Wish, Me and My Gang, Hits from Montgomery Gentry, Gone, Hell Yeah, Speed, Something to Be Proud Of, I'm Trying and Chrome from Trace Atkins, Stick That in Your Country Song, which is a very recent release for Eric Church. It's going to be, and, and when the lights go down, Faith Hill, one of my favorite Faith Hill songs. It's a great song. And he's got great hair. Ooh, have you ever That's seen important. Jeffrey Steele's hair? Not recently. Mm-hmm. It's been a few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. It's like flowy yeah. and, yeah. He's great. Great, great, great. And he is one of those songwriters that um, he he kind of put this genre on the map. Of, of doing the songwriting in, you know, in the round or having songwriters on stage, you know, singing the songs the way they originally had written them. But this is one of those. I know sometimes when people come to songwriter shows, they're like, am I going to know any of the songs? Am I going to, you will know every single song Jeffrey sings because he's written like you just said. I mean, that's just, that's just a small slice of them. Well, and he's an entertainer. He he's is. a performer too. Yeah. In addition to being a singer songwriter, um, tickets are available now and you can check our social media um, and, and, and get the links. Q Barbecue, legendary brand in this area, uh, going to be on site again, and, and they'll be selling sandwiches and platters, so don't eat before you come. No outside food or alcohol, but uh, wines in the vineyards at, at Painted Horse and Jeffrey Steele, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. The first show. So join us. Uh, we got to thank Even Hotel Alpharetta at Avalon, which is where Sir Mix-A-Lot from earlier is staying. He's a yes. guest of the Cadillac yes, Jack, yes, yes. my second act podcast. Um. Atlanta Fine Home, Sotheby's, the Jackson Brubaker Law Firm, Q, App and Media Group, and Nikki Rudd, financial advisor at Morgan Stanley for their support of live music. So we're going to yes. do it again. We're going to do it again. A couple of pod peeps. Misty Cato reached out, sent me the story about um, Biden's dogs being sent back so to sad. I've been telling you the story's just breaking Delaware my heart. Because one of them bit. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> They can pull the ring camera footage. I feel certain of the White House. Uh, I think it was it was a member of security detail or a Capitol police officer, but one of the dogs bit him. So uh, it was Major, who was three years old, the younger of the two. Um, and it showed agitated behavior on multiple occasions, including jumping, barking at security. So uh, he's gone. So so much for pets turning to the White House. But Misty sent me the article and says, makes me sad. Um, no, I'm sorry. She wrote so much for Pets returning to the White House, and then I wrote back, makes me sad, but I do think any other dog would be put down. I don't agree with that, but it's standard procedure for most. I mean, don't you think that, I mean, that would have happened? Well, I mean, we don't, he may have just nicked it at yeah. the, a couple of people. The, the, the detail dude? Yeah. Um, another pod, Pete, probably one of my favorite pods was John Rich. 
In 2006, when my son was going to his junior prom, we made a last-minute decision to get he and his date a limo. Because it was last minute, all of the stretch ones were gone, but they had one vehicle they considered special. It was a black Tahoe that Big and Rich had been in before they signed the inside of the lift gate. Have a pick somewhere, but it was way before iPhones and the cloud. How cool is that? I responded back, thought John was an amazing guest. Uh, He's so articulate and well-spoken and intelligent. I don't think that most know that about him. And I'll stick to that. I've listened back to the episode. Uh, John is... Uh, whether you align with him politically or not, you got to give him credit for sticking to his guns. She writes, I totally agree. Really miss hearing you interact with folks like him in your special way. I said, that made my day. So thank you for going back and forth with us between episodes. Yeah, I had a lot of people reach out to me about the John Rich episode. And I think what struck people the most is he's not trying to play a role. He's not, you know, he does do a lot of things on Fox News, obviously, but he's not someone who just turns it on when the camera comes on. We've known him a very long time. And he is incredibly passionate. He's always felt this way. Is he a little more heated up with the environment, things that are going on in the world? Probably. But it's not an act for him. It really isn't. So, and I think that, that you know, people got that from the episode, that it's really, he feels very strongly about this. Audio for this episode from ITV's Good Morning Britain and the CDC. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Since we started recording, uh, the New York Post did receive a takedown request, which is why the clip wasn't there. Really? Mm-hmm. Along with, uh, from ITV Studios, along with 499 other infringing That websites. had posted it? Mm-hmm.